Hey everyone, here is Daniel Budai with another episode of our Ecom show. And today I'm here with uh, Greg Maid, who is the CEO of CrossNet. And he has a really interesting story because CrossNet is it's not just a sport web store that you can find online, but also he founded a new sport. So that's what we will talk about today. Hey Greg, how are you today? Thanks for having me, man. Appreciate it. Excited to get it going. Yeah, amazing. So, um, you know, let's start with your personal background, personal story. So I know uh, CrossBet, that's the name of your company. And um, how the, how this whole idea came up with your uh, with your brother? Yeah, so um, so me, my brother and my partner, um, we wanted to make a game one night, right? So we just came up with a bunch of ideas. We were inspired by CanJam. Uh, if you're familiar with that, if you're not familiar with that, the, it's the Frisbee game. You throw it into the buckets. So we were super inspired by that Can Jam beach game vibe. Um, we eventually just came up with a four square volleyball idea in our head. We went to Walmart, brought uh, bought some uh, some badminton nets and just like rigged them together, used some duct tape, cut them. Uh, and we started playing like four square, like original four square when we were little kids into volleyball rules. And it was super fun. Um, we eventually just started the prototype, uh, got some, you know, prototypes from overseas and uh, made some great relationships with suppliers and and started the process there yeah when was it how many uh, years ago 2017 okay and uh yeah you started creating relationship um relationships as you said and then what was the next step um and was it together with your brother or maybe there was a third uh, co-founder or yeah yeah so my co-founder and, and best high school friend mike del papa he's our engineer so he he did like all the blueprints all the nerd stuff on like the cad to make the product come to life uh, it took yeah. it took a long time uh it took about a year for us to get that final prototype uh, in and then uh, in the meantime me and chris were starting you know the marketing sales side of things get the ship rolling so as soon as we got the final prototype um we, we mass produced it. We spent all our money, took all our money out of our bank accounts. We bought about 400 units, I think it was, um, which was a lot for us back then. Yeah. Um, and then we just risked it, risked it. And uh, yeah, we, we sold them. We, we started on Twitter, uh, went through uh, just like Facebook. We got, we hit an organic viral video that we got lucky on. Um, yeah. A bunch of things. The cards lined up though. It took a little while in the beginning, but it, it worked out. Yeah. Was it a leap of faith or you already, you could see the demand and you sold it before you rolled out the first uh, items? Yeah. So, I mean, yes, it was a leap of faith uh, for sure, but we were super confident in not only like the product or, or like anything like that. Like we, we knew we had a market, like we, we would set up a sample at a beach and we would just try to play it ourselves. Right. Just to like kink, work out the kinks of the rules. And then there would be like a line of like 15, 20 kids at the beach um, asking to play, playing with us. And once you see that on like a prototype, you're like, wow, once I actually make this product so good, have like a carrying case, a good ball, we, we knew we were going to sell it. So we, we didn't have that problem. Um, once we sold it, once we started selling though, we didn't have like pre-sales. So we, uh, we started selling slowly throughout the, the first quarter of 2018, I believe it was. Yeah, actually, that's what I wanted to ask if you try to sell it on the beach, because uh, online, that's okay. But uh, if you try to sell it uh, on the beach as well, or people, they were interested and they you got any buyers from the beach and playing it? Yeah, that, that, that's how we started for sure. So we moved down um, from Connecticut, where we started it, down to South Beach, Miami. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would set up on this beach called Nikki Beach. Like we would go there like a few times a week with our buddies and we just set it up and then just talk to people. Um, and we noticed we'd get, um, 
reoccurring sales from that area after we play like within a week. Um, cause we, we make good relationships with these kids that we were playing with. We'd give them a discount code, um, things of that nature. So yeah, we were, we were slinging them on the beach and, and now, um, it does it itself, right? It's that snowball effect. Our customers are doing that. They're going to the beach and they're selling yeah. it for us. So it, it, that's how it works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you started selling online. So how did you get customers there? We started with Twitter, um, just buying sports pages, retweets. And then we tried to dip our toes into uh, Facebook ads, Instagram ads. Um, late 2018, we started scaling big. Um, then the pandemic hit and then we were able to scale the Facebook ads like crazy because everyone was looking to do something, get outside with their family. Yeah. We ran some discounts, discounted the, the product. Yeah. It was uh, Facebook crushed it for us in that, that pandemic season. Yeah. I think you are the first one uh, in this podcast who mentioned Twitter. It's not common. And I think yeah. we also contacted there, right? On Twitter, if I remember well. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. So Twitter, Twitter is it's like a lot of companies actually started off on Twitter back in the day. I know like a person I know, John Allen from Ivoryella, he started on Twitter. He did like 15 million for Twitter. I think it was, he was saying today. Um, so some cool stuff. We, we would just buy retweets, um, impressions. You'd, you pay for impressions based off like a million impressions. You pay like 200 bucks for it. Um, and back then there was a lot of like parody meme accounts. So it would be easy to, to uh, you know, yeah. run the retweets. Now it's not like that anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I don't know much about uh, Twitter, how to grow there. So actually, it's a thing that you can buy retweet, retweets and engagement, or it was, it used to be. You still can, but a lot of the pages are just uh, like suspended now um, yeah. because of the policies of Twitter. So hopefully we get, we get Elon back in, back in business and he restores all yeah. our pages. Have you heard about the story with Elon Musk uh, that he wanted to buy Twitter, but I think he stopped the deal he wants to pay like $40 billion, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He, he wants to stop the deal because uh, more than 5% of accounts, they are fake or there is an issue with that. And it's just too high. I, yeah. I'm sure that, is, that, that number is much more than 5%. Yeah, we'll find out, I think. I, ho- I, hope, he, I hope he buys it, honestly. And then we can get our accounts back and then Twitter will be, will be great like it used to. Yeah, yeah. So now uh, your uh, main channel um, traffic source is uh, Facebook. To be honest, it's slowed down. We've shifted. We're we're a big wholesale company um, now. We're we're moving okay. upwards wholesale. We're in Dick Sporting Goods. We just got into Sam's Club uh, as of like today, so we're super excited for that. Um, so we're big on the on the wholesale side of things. Our Facebook ads, um, obviously, everyone's been in fact, you know, um, impacted by um, the iOS updates and yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it's been difficult for us, especially with all our channels. Um, we're, we spend a dollar on Facebook. Where does it go? Does it go to the wholesale? Does it go to Amazon? Um, it's tricky for sure. So, um, we're definitely yeah. starting to, to shift spend over to TikTok now a little and, and play around with that. Okay. Yeah. Can you see uh, good results with TikTok? Yeah. So we, we tried TikTok earlier this year and it wasn't good. Definitely seasonality, right? Our product is yeah. better, better in the summer, right? So, um, we just turned them back on, uh, again, like two weeks ago and they're starting to do pretty well. So excited to scale those up and, and make better content for it as well. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. And um, who is your usual customer? These are young guys or, or, or not just them? Yeah, everyone thinks it's like the young college shirtless yeah. dude, right? It's, it's not. Um, our okay. biggest customer is like a 55-year-old mom um, who's purchasing it for their 16-year-old kid that doesn't have $150, right? Um, so okay. that's, our, that's our biggest customer. We do have the college kids. We do have the 
the 25 year old, 30 year olds purchasing it, of course. Um, but our biggest customer to date is, is a mom. So it's really cool to see that. And we weren't anticipating that to beginning. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, I know you also sell not, not just in the U S right. But, yes. Uh, we have warehouses in, uh, United States. We have a warehouse in Canada. We have a three PL in Australia. Uh, we have distribution in Europe. We're currently looking to start in South America. So if, anyone's listening and has any connections in South America, hit me up. We're ready to yeah. roll. Awesome. And uh, I guess this is only for uh, not tropical, I wouldn't say tropical, but warm countries, right? Because it's... A well, we have, sport, yeah, we, have, we have indoor bases though, right? So you, okay. can, you can go inside your gymnasium or, or if you have a big mansion and, and pl- set it up. Okay, okay. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and uh, if somebody buys this once, and uh, what's the average price? A few hundred bucks? 150. 150. And uh, do they come back again, or it's not really a thing? No, it, it, they, they come back. Um, we have recurring customers for sure. It's a little difficult compared to like, you know, uh, if you're comparing it to like a food or beverage or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we do. We have new products out. We have, we're constantly trying to make new SKUs. We just launched our CrossNet Soccer. Uh, we have our H2O model, which is the pool model. Um, so we have we have a bunch of new SKUs and we're we're launching some new SKUs uh, later this year too. So to just to keep our customers interested and in, maybe they don't like volleyball, right? They maybe they like soccer better. Yeah, yeah. All right, and uh, yeah. So if somebody is just listening, us not watching, then uh, Greg is in a Clavio cap now. So let's talk about Clavio. Um, how do you use it? Because you just said you have returning customers, so I guess email can be really important there. Yeah, definitely. Um, i don't manage the day-to-day email. We have a great agency that we work with, uh, Chase Diamond and, and Boundless Labs over there. Um, but yeah, we have, we have, we use Clavio. Um, we sent, we have great flows. Uh, we try to send out as many campaigns as we can, and we're still learning and adjusting on our, on our you know, on our email sends, um, trying to get people more involved rather than just hitting them with sale, 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 right? Let's, let's give them new yeah, students. Yeah. Let's tell them the journey. Let's, let's, t- you know, show them the founders who's behind this product. Um, yeah. So things that are all important and we're still growing and we're, you know, Clavio is great. Shout out Clavio. Yeah. This isn't sponsored. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We've been using Clavio as well for, uh, I think now for, for four years with my agency and uh, we have more than a hundred companies, e-commerce companies and uh, no complaint really. So amazing company. And I remember when I was at their first conference in 2018, I think, Then uh, we had like 80 people at the conference and next year it was like 500 and it was in 2019. So now it's, I think, a $10 billion evaluation company. So I hope there will be a conference this year because probably thousands of people, I don't know, um, yeah, crazy probably. growth. That's yeah. crazy. They're going to have to cap the rooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so regarding email, um, do you use SMS marketing, maybe loyalty programs, any other... Uh, you know, similar to email? Yeah, we do SMS. Um, we're looking to continuously grow on that. Um, as I said, though, our customer target right now is, is like the mom. So yeah, they're yeah. more comfortable using email marketing rather than SMS. Uh, but as yeah. we get more and more, you know, younger millennial age, you know, consumers, we'll push them to the SMS. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And I can, I know Chase also, you mentioned his name, so he does it a lot and uh, we also do it. And uh, everyone who I talk to in the email space, then uh, they all use SMS to monetize the list, especially in the US, it's huge. I think in Europe, it's a bit trickier. So um, yeah, do you have set up a loyalty program by any chance? 
Um, we've it tried it in the past. Um, we're about to restart it actually this summer. Um, and use our influencers that we have on board to to try to like you know just make some you know loyalty yeah. referrals yeah. and stuff. And we're and we're starting to look into using our customers a little bit more. In the past, we've we've lacked to try to grow our community in that way. So we're going to start incentivizing our customers who purchase for one hundred fifty dollars to try to sell it to their friend, right? And maybe earn yeah. fifty dollars. So yeah, we're starting. We're going to start picking that back up in a, in a few weeks, actually. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. And uh, you mentioned influencers. So actually, I uh, talked to a guy uh, who is a huge baseball fan. He's he's uh, he's in Boston. I think the baseball team is famous there. Yeah, uh, the Red Boston Sox. Red Sox, I think. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite team, by the way? I'm a New York fan, so I like all the New York okay. teams. The the Mets, the Knicks, the Jets. Uh, yeah, it's not good though. We're not good. <laughs> so you don't like Gary Vee either. Because I think he's New Jersey fan. No, he likes the Jets. Gary Vee likes the Jets. Okay. Yeah, we, we struggle together. So, um, yeah, you mentioned influencers. And what this guy told me is that sports is all about influencers because, you know, there are athletes that we admire, uh, players that we admire. And if they can promote your product, then that's amazing. And for probably for you, it's a bit different because it's a new sport. So there are no famous players yet. Um but maybe at some point. And uh, last time we discussed the uh, tag ball, and uh, this is uh, invented by a Hungarian uh, guy and his company, and uh, it's kind of soccer-related sport. Basically, it's playing soccer on a table tennis. What's that called? Like desk or yeah, curved curved table. Yeah, I, yeah, I curved that. table. It's cool. Yeah. Something like that. Anyone can just uh, Google it. It's an interesting sport, and uh, I know they use Ronaldinho and Cafu uh, and these Brazilian folks to uh, promote the sport. And I think influencers and famous players they really help, you know, pushing the brand and scaling the brand. I can definitely see that. Yeah, absolutely. The soccer, the soccer markets way bigger than the volleyball market too. So we're, we're stoked to launch CrossNet Soccer and try to, you know, distribute that in Europe but, and other countries that love soccer. But you, uh, so someone can also play soccer with this uh, setup, right? Or yeah. that's not a thing? Yeah, yeah. We just launched the CrossNet Soccer version. Uh, it's lower okay. to the ground. It's for juggling. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, two more things I wanted to discuss and ask. So um, you mentioned it's a bootstrap company. And uh, are you planning to, you know, get investors, angel investors, maybe VC at some point, or it's not a thing for you? Right now, we're, we're, we're not looking. Um, maybe in, in the future, just continuing to grow. We have a great relationship with sellers funding now. It's for inventory mm-hmm. financing, appeal financing. So if we get a purchase order from Dix, right, we can use a company called Sellers Funding and they'll help us um, purchase that PO and okay. put, put us in a cash strap, uh, cash strap position. So, yeah. Right now, no, we're not looking for any angels right now. Makes sense, yeah. And the other thing is, um, what are your current challenges, really? So I know you are expanding. You mentioned South America. What, what What's your uh, plan, let's say, for the next two, three years? Where yeah. do you see yourself? Yeah, so current, I think current challenges, right? And, and this goes for, I think, everyone in this space is that is the meta, right? Is Instagram ads, Facebook ads. They are underperforming to date compared mm-hmm. to back in what 2020 or whatever it was um so we're trying to figure out ways to not rely on facebook right and i think every company yeah. should do that too so we're we're looking to expand in the next few years we're looking to expand south america um just really 
honing on countries that that love the sport of cross net and, and volleyball, soccer, whatever SKUs we come out with, and and just find distribution there, find three PLs, um, and, and and really do a really good job on Amazon too. Makes sense, yeah. So yeah. different uh, channels and uh, also new countries for you. Yeah, big expansion, big time expansion. Um, yeah, that's important for us. Yeah, I know a few companies who, let's say, really made it. So they were really Facebook heavy, Instagram heavy. And uh, when this new iOS change came in, then uh, they looked into Google ads, YouTube ads, or even Tabula, um, native advertising, basically, or affiliates. And I know one guy who could completely shift with his co-founder, this $30 million year company, from Facebook and Instagram to TikTok and Google ads and YouTube ads, uh, Tabula. And uh, it's an eight-figure company and they could made it in like one year. And I think that's amazing. So when anyone tells me that it's really hard because it's a recurring topic with man- many sellers, that it's really hard to shift from Facebook, it's hard, but you can do it. So Yeah, uh, absolutely. There, there's different channels, you know, like depending on your product your company uh, some things work on like youtube but like like you were just yeah. saying so um i know we've had difficult with youtube ads right but we have distribution yeah. we have wholesale so there's different angles and people should not you know rely on facebook yeah and instagram yeah. it's not it's yeah. not good <laughs> not good to do that and, and these two guys they are in fashion you know women's fashion so okay. they're very visual product but they still hacked google and youtube and all of that so it's not because many people, they say my product is visual, let's say, or maybe your product is, you know, if people can see that they are playing on the beach, then they buy. But uh, still, these guys, they have visual products and they can still sell it on Google. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Google's big for us too, for sure. Yeah. So Greg, uh, thanks for uh, sharing your story today. I think it was really interesting. You are the first guest here who invented a new sport. So that's great. Um, if Appreciate anyone it. wants to find your company or you where they should go. Yeah, yeah, head over to CrossNet Game on socials. You can go to the website crossnetgame.com. Um, you can plug my personal IG if you have a question or anything like that. That's woe is me, W-O-E-I-S-M-E-A-D-E. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, pretty cool. Thanks again. And thanks everyone who listened to us. And if you like this episode and you watched us on YouTube, then make sure you subscribe. Or if you listen to the podcast, then uh, give us an honest review on the podcast platforms and make sure you follow us there as well. Thanks. Stay tuned.